Make sure you have your pens and paper and take notes for this episode because we have a lot to unravel with this topic, cave crawlers. I'm one of your hosts, Alex, along with my other host, Leo, and we have two other special guests on the show with us. We have Ethan, who's returning. He helped us do the Mothman episode, and we also have Missy here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. So, Leo, we know we've heard from you. We, you know, we know a little bit about you and your background about cryptids. We we talked about the Mothman stuff. Um, you're pretty knowledgeable there, Missy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got to uh, learning about cryptids? Oh, um. Okay, so I guess it. I don't remember the exact year, which might seem weird, but like after I had an encounter, I was on my way home from my mom's house. And I was rounding this curve um, right where Mississippi meets Alabama in the United States. And I saw something ahead in the road, and I thought, oh, it's a deer. <laughs> but as I got closer, I slowed down, and I'm at a complete stop. And oh, <laughs> there's this creature, and it's not a deer at all. And it's, like, kind of on all fours, and it, t- like, turns its head and looks at me, and it's got these huge black eyes and a giant, like, gaping open mouth, and it's super skinny, emaciated. I, um, I don't know if I peed my pants first or if I, like, <laughs> but I did as a grown, grown up. Peed, I did. I peed my pants. It scared, it scared the ever-loving stuff out of me. But at some point, it got up, and it, um, was on all, like, it was on all fours, and it gets up on its back legs, and it, kind of runs off and lets out this scream. It, it was horrifying. So I have no memory of doing this, but I drove up the roadways and pulled over, and I was trying to use my phone, and I couldn't remember how. I guess trauma, right? But um, I called a friend. They didn't answer. I left a voicemail, and then I came home, um, changed my pants, and just sat there forever trying to decide what I was going to do because that was some crazy stuff, and I know what I saw. Um, so then after that, I guess a few years passed and it, ke- it kept, you know, it was bothering me. I-, I didn't want to look anything up initially, I think, because I was more afraid that there would be nothing that I would find. And then that would confirm that I was crazy. <laughs> but I did eventually. And I came across the trail cam photo. You know, the one. Do you know what I'm talking about? The- yes. Um, yep. Yes. Yeah. Actually, Ethan sent me a, a picture of it and we'll put this picture up on the, uh, the social media too. And as maybe the thumbnail, so everyone can know what we're talking about. Uh, but yes. Okay. So I found, um, that's how I found Reddit. And, um, I was reading about these sightings other people have had, and there's something about experiencing something like that. And then reading someone else's description of it, it's it's very visceral, just like seeing that image when you've experienced when you've seen that thing in front of you, and it looked just like that, except the one I saw was smaller. And then the the people on Reddit were saying, "Oh, this is a fake. It's been debunked. Um, it's a known fake. It's from a video game." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> I'd never asked these questions before, but I was like, well, what does that d- even mean? Like, who's qualified to debunk something? How do you do that?" Mm-hmm. So I started looking into who debunked it and what their reasons for debunking it were and what they claimed, you know, meant it was a fake. And I think I successfully countered pretty much all of those claims. I don't believe it's fake <laughs> any longer. But, I mean, if I'm ever presented with evidence to the contrary, you know, I'll have to adjust my view then. But, yeah, that's basically it, <laughs> I think, yeah. So up to that point – did you ever believe in like any sort of cryptids or like, did you believe in the paranormal, the strange, I guess like creatures like Bigfoot aliens, were you a believer in that before seeing this or no? Uh, well, I mean, when I pretty much from the time I was a kid until I guess I wanted to fit in and I blocked it all out. I, you know, I would see like apparitions and things like that. Um, but I didn't, I knew what Bigfoot, Bigfoot was, but I, the, the word cryptid was not in my vernacular. Um, I didn't know anything about crawlers or rakes. I actually called it the chalk white, what the 
WTF. I don't want to say a bad word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's it's fine. The, it, you can. Okay. Well, I called it the chalk white. What the fuck? Because that, I had nothing to, you know, I'd never even heard of anything like that. Um, so, yeah, some, some ghost sightings when I was a kid. But the thing that bothered me about it so much was this thing was flesh and blood. You know, an apparition walks through a wall and that's it. And you're a kid, so you, you don't have that neuroticism or worry that you're crazy. But this thing was flesh and blood. I feel like if I had fired a shot into it, it would have bled. Mm-hmm. And so that terrified me because, you know, your worldview just gets wrecked. It's like you think you know all, all this stuff as you get older. And there I was, almost 30. I knew nothing. <laughs> so Leo and I know Ethan, you too, you you guys both know a lot about cryptids. Now, when, what she's describing right now, uh, she called it a rake. Now, I know that that term has been used for a couple of different things, but as far as cave crawlers, is, would this fit in that category? Or what do you guys think that she saw? Um, so the rake, uh, as a name, we really don't like that one because uh, essentially it's a creepypasta that uh, mirrors cave crawlers. And since it's a creepypasta, people use it all the time and it's like, oh, look, it's just this thing that people made up. It's fake, easily throw it away. Or if someone doesn't know what to call it, they'll call it the rake. And they'll be like, oh, well, the rake's a creepypasta, throw it away. And mm. so it's really annoying a lot of the time to hear that name over and over. Um, and even like some... Yeah, you know how Reddit is. So in one comment section, someone was just spamming the link to the rake creepypasta when we're trying to have a normal conversation. I'm like 90% sure that was a bot or something. Um, but yeah. Leo, your thoughts? Honestly, my mind jumped to possibly like a skinny uh, skinwalker. But for it to be on the side of the road like that, I have doubts on that. But I, I don't know. I think it might be something along those lines of like a animalistic cryptid that was just kind of, you know caught out like a deer in the headlights almost and it could Mm -hmm. be in that same family of like cave crawlers skinwalkers um beasts that could be mistaken for rakes although i do agree with with him in terms of like we don't that term kind of has been thrown around so much it's just like it's a joke it is in fact a creepypasta you know it's it stems from folklore you know and tales where we're we're talking about it's like real like she said flesh and blood like we've seen these things with our own eyes and we've had experiences and it's like that was that was a no story. Yeah. And something that I want to bring up, too, is like almost like with other stuff that like, you know, Nessie, Bigfoot and all these things. It's it's not until you actually see it that I feel like most people become believers. And then it's so hard just to discredit people. And I've said this before, like hunters and people that have like been in the woods, like park rangers who know what they have seen. And then it's like, you can't discredit them. And like what you were saying, like, you know what you saw and everything. So who's to say that you didn't see what you saw? Almost like, all right, prove me wrong that I didn't see that. Um, I think that's like, it's such a tough area when we're, when we're talking about all these sort of things. Cause I mean, again, CGI video editing and everything like that. When people put videos online, it's, you know, it can, there can be that, you know, those, those fake videos and everything like that. So after you, after you did, after you saw your encounter and everything like that, did you start doing research into, you said that you went on online and, you know, shared your experience, but then is that when you really dived in and like really tried to understand what you, what you saw? Well, I mean, not at first, at at first I wouldn't look it up. Um, you know, like I said, because I was scared there wouldn't be anything out there. But when I did, I was just like a lurker. I was just reading the encounter stories. You know, I wasn't really commenting. And then I saw so many people say, you know, what I saw looked just like that trail cam image, even though it's been debunked or even though it's a proven fake. And I thought, well, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. So I, I went into it trying to prove that, the, I, you know, I know the creature's real because I saw it. But I, I like to think that I stayed pretty neutral about the, the trail cam picture. And it just, a lot of people say it's from this video game by Insomniac Games Resistance 3. They say it's a gram, but it's not. It was online before Insomniac Games ever put that um, video game out. They just kind of shared it and rode the coattails of the viral meme, you know, because it went viral, the source of the image. And I think it's really important to locate a source because that's where you're going to find the truth most of the time. 
but it's a hunting forum called Archery Talks. And the guy that uploaded it says, you know, my trail cam caught this. I don't know what it is. And then here come the comments. People, people are like, oh, it's my ex-wife, which <laughs> like, why would you marry someone who looks like that? Are you kidding? <laughs> um, so there are 700 pages of replies and I read all of them, every last one of them. And, um, the guy never once said that he was joking. Um, he was like, seriously, I don't know what it is. If, if I'm, if someone's playing a joke on me, like they're playing a joke on my hunting buddies too, cause there's only three of us who know where this spot is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then it starts getting around and there's this one blogger who most of the news sources link back to saying, you know, this, this guy settles it once, once and for all. And I, I did a video on it. It's just, some of his reasoning was just, I feel like it was lazy investigative work. And I think this thing is so freaking scary. People were real quick to just put it to bed. But, um, there is a link on, Okay, when Ethan spoke of the guy who keeps spamming with the same link, I don't know if he's a bot. I know that he has a mom because he was he was like after me for he does because she messaged me and told me I hurt his feelings. Um, yeah, he he just was so he was awful and he kept posting the same link over and over. And I was like, you know, this is this link you're posting. It sources the Daily Mail, and the Daily Mail is a tabloid. Journal, and do you know what that means? It's unverifiable, unverifiable, and at times, completely false. You're, you you have you don't even have the source. And this article, are you even reading it? It says the guy was so scared his camera broke. Since when does fear break a camera? Are you even reading what you're sharing with me? Yeah. So I mean, in that sense, I like I can understand where Ethan's coming from. It does seem like he was a bot, but then his mom <laughs> messaged me and said, "You hurt his feelings." <laughs> Yeah, I have a theory that the mom is also a bot just to make Missy feel like she's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, to touch on what you were saying before as well, with people have, like, they know what they saw or whatever. And with Missy, there's, like, almost proof of trauma or PTSD in there because I've seen her have, like, a few times where that's come out. And that's kind of, like, pretty pretty damning evidence, I'd say. Um, and... When you talk about CGI, it's kind of funny because in Missy's analysis, they were saying, oh, yeah, uh, we put it through a Photoshop detector and it detected that there was Photoshop. So Missy put it through and it tells them exactly where the Photoshop happened. And it's where the logos are for the trail cam company. And there's no Photoshop <laughs> anywhere else. And no one thought to check that. So they're just like, oh, yeah, Photoshop happened. It must be fake. But they didn't think, oh, yeah, these logos. I wonder if those were put on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That reminds me of like when um, this is off topic, but like when news networks or whatever say like someone said this, but then it's not the entire thing. It's just like out that's, of context. Yes, out of context, com- yeah. completely out of context. Um, but <laughs> staying on topic and everything. So, what do you think these cave crawlers? Now, well, before we get into that, um, how many different types of cave crawlers? Or like, how I guess, yeah, wh- how many different types are there or like species or whatever? So we can maybe narrow down what Missy saw. Um, so I've heard a few different variants of it, but we kind of mainly just have this white skinny one that looks like, you know, golem. Uh, and so essentially that I've had, uh, I've seen a few different reports of different ones, but they're not too common. I know there was like a copper one with a po- Pinocchio nose, which was kind of fun to read um and there's a few that i've had where it's like oh it has hair and a horse face something like that um which looks uh suspiciously like bears with mange i'm just saying that um so i'm i'm assuming there's just like the one type uh and there could be like i don't know a female version that might be the one with hair who knows there might be smaller versions slightly different because they're found like in various parts of the world, so that it might be different in various parts. But for the most part, I don't think it's differentiated from the white, pale, gaunt, skin-over-the-bone-looking thing that's, like, uh, again, like, four feet tall when it's young, six or ten feet tall when it's older, or whatever. <laughs> six to ten feet? <laughs> I I know that's a broad range, and it's really tall. Um I, it's it's odd because most cryptids end up being that Mothman, Bigfoot, now cave crawlers. They all just like yeah, six to ten feet tall. Um, which <laughs> I I don't know if witnesses are just like over reporting the size because of fear or something, but that's uh, that's what I've gathered. 
Well, so I I have noticed some things where it's like when people, you know, give estimates as far as like distance, height and everything like that, sometimes it's really off. Like in, in my profession and everything like that, I have to give distances. Um, and when new people come on to the job and everything like that, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, how far do you think that is? And then they guess. And then we take out some of the devices to like help us actually measure it. And then they're way off. Now, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where like human error, like, well, like what you're saying, I think, but I think that's a safe bet to say is like six to 10 feet because all right, it's, it's tall. We know that it's tall. You know what I mean? Um, but I guess, is there a specific name for, for these cave crawlers is it like the different types and everything or no. See, that's the tricky part. I'm. When I made the I made a video on my channel where I kind of like reviewed them and then I listed all the names that it has because that's part of why why it gets so confused because it has so many names out there right because it has cave crawler pale crawler ash men just crawler like a lot of times I just call it crawlers um, mm -hmm. and it, it like the rake the creepy pasta flesh gate another like one that's there and some people will call it like a skinwalker I don't think it's the same thing personally. Um, no. but yeah, so a lot of people <laughs> kind of associate the two. Sorry, Leo. <laughs> yeah, Leo's, um, Leo's offended right now. <laughs> no, uh, so, <laughs> and like a lot of people call it the Wendigo. I'm decently sure that's where the Wendigo legend began, yeah. to be honest. Um, and, and if people don't know, the original description of the Wendigo was not the antlered furry right. creature. It's the, it's essentially these things. They're very similar. Um, so essentially it has all these names and like a lot of people do know the rake or the Wendigo, but they don't know cave crawlers because like it just has so many names for some reason. Well, we'll definitely, we're going to link your video in there. So if you're listening right now, you can definitely check out Ethan's video so you can get a better understanding of all the different names. And I think that's very important too. Um, that's actually very surprising. I didn't know that the Wendigo did not start with antlers. I always thought it had antlers. I get why people say Skinwalker because it's naked. Like this thing has on no clothes, which I guess animals don't wear clothes. So it would make sense for it to come on. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's like, it's got a lot of skin showing. So that, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. I've heard it called flesh pedestrian too, which I think is probably the most hilarious name. But um, <laughs> I just, I say pale crawlers. Um, yeah. So when I um, did that video, uh, it actually got the attention of a book publisher and they were like, Hey, do you want to write a book? And I was like, F yes, I want to write a book. So, <laughs> um, I've been doing that. And so the, the title of it is like <laughs> coming out of the crawler encounter closet, um, a social suicide <laughs> experiment. Because when I started talking about this, my friends were, they were like, you are not going to talk about this. You do not say a word, keep your mouth shut. And I was like, yeah, but, but, and so when I did, they weren't kidding. They were upset. People don't, you know, they think. Oh, she's one of those Bigfoot is real people. And I never even thought of myself as one of those people. But I guess if if, if that's what this is, then I am. I don't know. Well, you, you said you made a, a video about this, correct? Yeah, the entire investigation I did. I had, I mean, I even called like the radio, I mean, not the radio station, the TV station that aired the initial picture. And mm -hmm. I even, the you know, the anchor woman um, who did the broadcast, she's like, You've seen the video, right, of the news broadcast? Is I have not. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I've I've spoken to her. I went. I sent her flowers so she would call me. <laughs> like I've uh -uh. gone <laughs> deep down the rabbit hole with this thing, and I just can't. I can't find any evidence to, to suggest that it was fake. Well, we'll make sure to link that uh, that video in our description too. So if you, again, if you're listening, you can take a look look at that too. And what's what's the name of your book going to be? It's it's kind of long. It's like coming out of the crawler encounter closet, a social suicide experiment. <laughs> and and you said you're still working on that right now. Right now, yep. It should be done um, maybe in the first week of May, I believe. Okay. Well, perfect. We'll we'll definitely make sure that we we link that too. Uh, so everyone that is listening, if you if you're really interested into reading some more about this, you can definitely take a look into that. I'll be sure and send you guys a copy too. I'll have Ethan like get your when it's out. I'll have you. A coffee awesome. set, if you want. Yes, I'll yes. It. I'll sign I, it in blood. I'm oh. kidding. I won't do that. I won't do that. Unless you want me to. No, <laughs> I'm no. kidding. Sharpie will work. <laughs> now, Leo, I, I want to touch on something real quick. So 
you know quite a bit about skinwalkers because that's we we've talked about this before. That's probably one of your favorite cryptids. Can you tell us the difference between like the skinwalker and these cave crawlers, like how you would differentiate between the two? So I was going to bring that up too. Uh, I think the whole antler situation <clears throat> actually does come from the confusion between the cave crawlers and the skinwalkers because skinwalkers usually are like skinwalkers and uh, wendigos and all of them. I think their skinwalkers are more closely depicted with having antlers because, you know, with skinwalkers, they're uh, some uh, beliefs that they're like uh, magic people, you know, like shamans and stuff that played around with some dark magic and ended up taking on the form of certain animals to either overpower enemies or just, you know, survive or whatever the case was. And so a lot of those animals usually have like antlers or they'll use that as part of their, their uh, dress wear, you know, headgear or whatever. And so I think that's where the confusion kind of comes from, from like Wendigos having antlers or cave crawlers having antlers because they may be confusing those with skinwalkers. Because I do see those three get blurred a lot. Uh, the Wendigos, the skinwalkers, and the cave crawlers. So I think that's, I think cave crawlers probably are like, a, what I've heard about it is they're like a, a lower species of humans that were stuck in the caves, hence the white skin, no like real exposure oh. to the sun. And as opposed to the skinwalkers who are, again, you know, like the magic you know, the shamans and stuff that played around with some uh, dark arts and obtained the ability to basically transform into animals at, at will. Okay. Now, Missy and Ethan, what do you think cave crawlers could possibly be? Because Leo said is that they could possibly be human. Now, like is, is like an evolutionary true? divergence theory. I, well, yeah. first of all, I agree with everything he said about why they're confused. Um, I think, if anything, it's probably um, like a modern-day description of what was called a wendigo. Um, mm. There's a, a like interior Salish legend from like the 1800s. This guy wrote a treatise, um, and he was talking about how these – Native Americans said that there were beings of another type that would occasionally be seen, and they were of a gaunt color, emaciated, really skinny, like humans but naked, and they chased people like ghosts did but were more persistent. And that sounds a whole lot to me, like, like a crawler. Uh-huh. So I think, I think it's – I do believe people get the skinwalker thing mi- mixed up with the stuff all the time because that is a Navajo – isn't it Navajo? Yeah, that's uh, where it's popularized with the Navajo, yeah. Right, and, and it's someone who takes on the form of an animal after they've son- done some sort of dark ritual. Just, I mean, just like Leo said. Uh, I don't think that's uh, what I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I get why people think it's a skinwalker, because it has, like, again, that skin-over-the-bone look, and skinwalkers are typically known to steal the skin of other animals and use it, so that kind of idea would, like, you can make that connection. And I've heard like, I've even heard a story of a crawler turning into coyote. So maybe a skinwalker was disguised as one and transformed. Who knows? Um, but like, it, I, I understand the connection being made, but I don't think like crawlers are pretty consistent and common. That's the only reason why I wouldn't connect the two. Um, and skinwalkers are always changing, right? So they wouldn't just be the same creature that kind of right. does the same things, that sort of thing. Um, and my personal theory on where they came from is like essentially some form of primate went into a cave. I, it doesn't even have to be human. I'll send an image to you right now. I don't know if you'll be able to show it on the podcast, <laughs> but um, that, that looks a lot like a crawler to me, the sunken eyes, the long limbs. So if that thing went into a cave, it wouldn't take much, just like some hair removal, some behavior changes, and then it could become a carnivore that hunts at night, nocturnal. Um, and screams or whatever. And a lot of the looks of the cave crawler, scientists actually did an analysis of them, and it matches a lot with a creature that would evolve to live in a cage, cave. The emaciated body, the longer limbs, the sunken eyes that are like almost like gone or whatever, all of that sort of stuff kind of follows the profile. And so that's why I think it's one of the best theories out there. What would these things eat, though, if they were, you know hanging out in caves like because I, I, you sent me a picture of a monkey and, and everything like that no great guy it may be a primate so like it and again evolution like they could turn into you know just eating bugs and whatever they can find maybe dirt grass i don't know um 
But what do you think their diet would be if they were just hanging out in caves? So essentially, the idea is that they go out at night and hunt in the forest. So they, they're nocturnal hunters, and mm-hmm. that's essentially what they do. Um, and so they've been seen hunting quite a few things, like sometimes deer even. Uh, normally they hunt alone, so they'll go for squirrels, rabbits, that sort of thing. Uh, they've hunted farm animals, apparently, pigs, calves. Um, I, have, I, I just sent a list in, but... Uh, I, that, that sort of thing, just a lot of meat and all that. So they're pretty much carnivores. They might be omnivores, I don't know. But they they will hunt, like, squirrels, rabbits, farm animals, like calves and pigs. And, again, occasionally they'll hunt the deer or whatever. I know for a lot of people have also seen them be scavengers. So they'll, like, collect roadkill or yes. that sort of thing. Um, so that's another uh, part of their diet that's pretty big. And, again, they'll go out at night to do this. They'll just a lot of times stay in the forest to do this. Um, so, yeah. You think that there would be now granted, like, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is probably one of the first times I've like really looked into the whole cave crawler thing. Um, but you think that this thing would be more, there'd be more pictures and they're like, you know, like would be a little bit more information about these because like, okay, let's just take the Bigfoot for instance, people are constantly again, putting out, trail cams and like going out and searching for this now are there any cave crawler like crews i guess or like cave crawler groups that are trying to go out and find these things if there are i would like to go so have them call me <laughs> yeah we, we might uh go again uh, eventually but keep that on the down low <laughs> so yeah i've seen uh, a bunch of people posting videos and saying they're the cave crawlers and i can't really definitively which ones are real or not but it happens so often and obviously that trail cam photo is very uh credible and there's constant like reports right and um so yeah that sort of thing uh i guess there's not as much as bigfoot but that might also be because it's more obscure right not many people know what it is there's not many people hunting for it that sort of thing they don't know what to look for um so that's a factor but there's a lot of people who claim they they have videos and i know like half of them probably are cgi and the other half are unknown and whatnot but it, it does exist uh out there uh it's just hard to find and also there's the chance that there's the chance that people have just not they've seen one and just not come back to tell it oh yeah i remember we contacted someone who just refused to talk yeah and I, you know, that, that is true. I think that happens a lot with just like really anything kind of like whether, you know, like traumatic events or like events that like, you know, no one is going to believe me. Why would I talk about this? I'm just going to shut up about it. So they, they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Cause again, like Missy, like what you were saying, your friends were like, don't, don't like talk about this. And it's people don't want to be labeled as like, you know, crazy or like, you know, weird or anything right. like that. But here at the uh, That's Effing Weird, we love you. So come on the show. <laughs> oh, me? Um, <laughs> oh, yay, because I don't have any friends, really. They all got real mad. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I just, when I would see people talk about this kind of thing, it was like they, on Reddit, people can be kind of rude. I don't know if y'all have noticed. Um, <laughs> yeah, Reddit is Reddit's a kind of a toxic place. A yeah, I think you guys bit. are like a lot of weights going on that word. Kind of there, there is. <laughs> oh my god! But people, people would just rip them apart. I mean, and it, it would upset me because, like, I could, you know, they would get upset and they would start getting defensive and they would say, "Well, this means that you're lying." And so I stayed back for a long time and watched all that. And I waited until like I was good. You know, I leveled up and then I was like, I'm going to talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't, I've never really like, I'm the one who points out the elephant in the room, right? So I'm, I'm glad I did now, but it was, it was pretty difficult to go through at first. <laughs> but I have, I have new friends now, so. Yeah. And, and the thing too is, is like, it's almost like a relieving feeling and it's like a weight off your chest when you can actually talk <gasps> about this, you know? And it, I think it's good too. And there are people out there that, you know, do believe in these things. So one of the questions that I, I, I did want to ask was when did cave crawlers first appear? Now, were these things like ever written in like 1800s, 1700s? Were they painted on rocks or, you know, in, in caves? Like what, when was the first appearance of these things or like the scr- or uh, documentation of these um, cave crawlers? So, oh, 
Uh, there's obviously the, I think Missy mentioned a report from like the 1800s or whatever. And mm-hmm. I know there's like the indigenous legend of the Wendigo. So we kind of just think how far back does that go? And I think there's even like, this is kind of off topic, but I saw some art, like a bunch of articles saying, oh, they found old seeds in a footprint, something like that. And they analyzed it. And so these human footprints are 20,000 years old in North America. So maybe that's how long people have been here writing these legends. It's kind of hard to tell because of, you know, colonization. Um, Mm -hmm. But essentially it goes back pretty, pretty far um, back to like, again, whenever the Wendigo started and all that. Um, And again, I think Missy said she had a report, right? Yeah. Um, from uh, the interior stylish, I can send um, Ethan a link. To, I've uploaded it to a Google Drive if anybody's interested in reading it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I don't know if it was the 1600s or the 1800s. I want to say 1600s. Um, I'm not real sure, and that's in my book, so that's important. But I'll, yeah. yeah, I will link you guys. I think, too, though, you get – I don't know how many people really read these really old studies or books of these – people who would go in and live with these Native Americans and they would, you know, study their ways and their myths. I have um, a book and this woman is talking about how this group believes that the supernaturals will transport you up a mountain and make it to where you could never get down. And that sounds a lot to me like missing 411. Because <laughs> we've heard, you know, we've heard things like that about kids or people who are found in impossible levels for them to calm. And I don't know if the woman, if it was a language barrier and that's why she called it a myth or if it was her own bias, but, you know, we know that happens. So it's, I think like our generation is kind of unearthing all this, you know, it's um, hopefully going to be taken seriously because, oh, it's real. I've seen one and they are super scary. I definitely think there has been a movement lately, at least. I mean, even look at like even in the news or like even the U.S. government is now releasing documents of like UFOs and everything like that. So I do think that this generation coming up and everything like that is really pushing for or we've gotten to the point in at least in the Western society where it's we're starting to accept more of these, you know, things that are a little bit unusual. So, and I think that's a good thing too. I think that's because I think there's a lot that goes on in the world and you just even, even in the universe that we just can't comprehend and that we don't understand. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, really um, gets under my skin is like if UFOs, I mean, I do believe in UFOs and aliens and everything, but it's the fact that like, why is the government, trying to hide this from us i like in that that's something i will never understand is like what what's the purpose what would be the purpose of hiding something like that well i think it has less to do with that it has less to do with like the actual aliens and more to do with like their technology and how they're getting here right because where's money and oil i don't know that's just my theory it's not i mean it's not the only one but i don't know that it's inaccurate that is true yeah and there's going to be specific people like you ever hear of those houses where someone walks in and they're like, oh, this is a great house. And then they're like, oh, yeah, someone died here. And then they're just like, nope, I'm noping out. Um, (laughs) That's one thing. And Missy, do you want to talk about our little men in black experience with the crawlers? What? Um, Oh, my goodness. Are we having a glitch in the Matrix? Because I don't know if I was there. You're going to have to remind me. (laughs) The Army Corps of Engineers? Oh, my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I, I can't believe I didn't bring that up. All right. The Army Corps of Engineers is part of the National Park Service. Um, park rangers are Army. They're, they're Army Corps of Engineers. And then you have civil engineers who build bridges um, and dams. And when I put that video out, I had a guy contact me. And he said that where that creature was spotted. And, you know, this guy, he was telling me, look at this and ask yourself this. Like, you know, tell me where to look, but not tell me what to see. And to me, that makes someone all the more credible. Um, So he was like, you know, the Army Corps of Engineers does not just use these flood control measures as, you know, to save property and cities or farmland. They use it as a weapon. And sure enough, in um, the the, the spring of the following year that that picture surfaced, 
the Army Corps of Engineers flooded, I mean, like, just decimated the Morgan City area, and that's where that creature was seen. So part of the research for the book, um, I paid a whole lot of money <laughs> to have some civil engineers overlook that plan that they had and see if it was logical to go the course they did, you know, um, if it was the best thing to flood that area or if they may have flooded it, like this guy is saying, to kill this creature out. <laughs> and I don't know yet, but... I better know soon because my manuscript's due April 4th. <laughs> yeah, I think one of them contacted us back, though, right? Um, engineer, yes. Okay, yeah. So if you're telling my, if you're telling my story in my book, how am I going to sell any if they can hear it all? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. one of them, so they, were, they said it looked like there were three. There were three different options. They could have taken this route, this route, or this route, and there's no reason, really, no logical reason, that they did go with the plan that they did. You know, I can't see why they would have gone with A instead of C. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but out of the, you know, there were three options. And there's no logical reason they went with one over the other um, to him. And that's just one opinion. I'm going to get some more. <laughs> to me, that is just really, the thing that really put me onto the Army Corps of Engineers, though, when I contacted all of the news outlets in that area. I got on LinkedIn and I just started searching for people who worked at those news stations between those dates that they aired that broadcast. Um, so a couple of them replied and one of them told me that that picture was aired because of the credibility that was assigned to the person who sent it because their um, domain was .mil, which is military. It's, it's just a lot of really interesting coincidences. Um, also to just add to the credibility of the civil engineer, I'm pretty sure Missy said that she didn't actually tell him that about nope. the image before he analyzed it. Yeah. So he was just looking at this from a perspective of just civil engineer stuff, nothing to do with cryptozoology or anything. Yeah. He still doesn't know. Like, still I mean, I'll never tell him. He's still oblivious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll never tell him. Even. <laughs> that is so weird. Okay, well, this kind of leads into my next question. If if they flooded that thing to get rid of it, do cave crawlers not like people and that's why they flooded it? Or were they worried maybe that like this creature was going to like bite other humans and turn them into other cave crawlers? I don't know. I don't know what they do, but like what would be I guess what would be the purpose? Do you think it's a a military experiment that went awry and that's where that's where this thing came from? I think to flood an entire community and ruin all of their property and farmland over a creature, you're going to be so scared to go in there on your own with weapons that that's what you use, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, that could, that's the only thing I could think of. Um, I mean, I would I, if I could flood it and not have to deal with that thing again, that's what I'd do. <laughs> but I don't know how dangerous it is. You know, it's scary looking. Um, I don't know. It seems dangerous. But yeah, that would be the only reason I could think that they would use that as a weapon because whatever it is is so horrifying. Maybe it has some sort of abilities that we don't understand. That's you know that's possible. Oh my gosh, yeah. Have you? <laughs> the screams uh, are Ooh. like I'm pretty sure similar to like a mountain lion and a human combined. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think Missy wants to keep some stuff in his, in her book, so I don't want to mention that's totally 100 fine. on her attentions, but like. I think the Army Corps of Engineers guy that contacted us uh, anonymously or whatever it was at the beginning. Well, I'd say us. He contacted Missy. Um, so <laughs> he said something about like having a vast paleontological record. Um, yes. That spans the entire spans the entire record or something. So that's like, what does that mean? The Army Corps of Engineers has more dinosaur fossils, not bones fossils, sorry. Then it, it's their their collection is so vast that it. Fans the entire paleontological. Did I say that right? Paleontological. It's a hard Sorry. word. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right to me. Sounds right to me. Paleontological record. Yeah. So that was interesting too, because when people say, "Well, if Bigfoot's real, then why haven't we found bones?" And maybe because the core took them, you know, because mm -hmm. they do dig out all those areas to build dams and all that. So. Exactly. To me, that also kind of sounds like we it spans the entire record. That almost implies like if cryptids are real, like, they have them. They have the corpses there, uh, wherever there is. Um, well, the thing is, too, that that quote, he didn't necessarily put it that way. 
he he alluded to it, and then I go on the Army Corps of Engineers website, and there's an article, and they say that exactly expands oh the entire yes expands the entire paleontological record. I hope I'm saying that word right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right to me. <laughs> I've been practicing Good. saying it for a while and still failed. <laughs> Oh, that's just that's so interesting that yeah. uh, that happened and everything. Now this reminds me kind of a lot of the um the story or the incident, uh Delatov Pass. Have you guys heard of this? Oh, Ditlov Pass. Yeah, I cannot say it. Yeah, <laughs> Date de- 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 I call it Diatlov. <laughs> <laughs> but but it it reminds me a lot of like that because there is a theory that the uh, the Russian government was conducting experiments or they were, you know, practicing or using weapons up in that area. And then they went, the like the Russian government sent in soldiers and then killed those hikers. Now, it almost seems like the exact same thing where, like, maybe the U.S. government was, you know, messing around with soldiers or whatever. And then one of them got loose and then to cover them up or to cover up their accident – they flooded an entire area to get rid yep. of it and everything. My only question for that is wouldn't the remains of it then still be like floating around? So it's like they probably would be tracking it and possibly have advanced cleanup. Like the the government has revealed a lot of declassified documents over the years, right? And mm-hmm. some of it's pretty crazy and some of it involves their technological capabilities and you think if they're willing to reveal all this what what are they still hiding so like maybe they do have things that we don't understand maybe they do have ways to track them um so i I, missy can continue this point if she has any other ideas but just to go to ditlov pass personally uh well me and missy both are obsessed with bob gimlin uh he's a (laughs) on YouTube um, and he actually did an episode on Ditlov Pass and I think like the evidence is pretty like for me I think it's Bigfoot like the Russian Bigfoot mm-hmm. the Almas where it attacked the tent and the two people with radioactive stuff on them they work in radioactive factories whatever um, but I do think the people investigating are kind of ignoring things at the very least um, but yeah so all these sort of things do happen a lot uh, either way um, and if, Missy if you have anything to add go ahead yeah, I just um, the paradoxical undressing um, that happens in like the advanced stages of hypothermia. I don't know if that was addressed in Bob Gilman's video. Maybe I need to watch it again. I guess. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing I had to add really is just when we were talking about disclosure in the government and you know our generation kind of unearthing all this. I don't think that disclosure will come from the government. I think it comes from us. You know, because what do they ever give us, <laughs> right? Just little tidbits of nothing. That's true. That's true, you and know? I. I don't, again, yeah, I don't think, I mean, if they do give us anything, it's, you know, it's like 50, 60 years, like, you know, from the past. So like everything that we are looking at is either non-relevant or the evidence or like, you know, you want to go back and look at it, but it's, things are long gone and everything. Um, So yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yep. When now I don't know as far as like your research if you're continuing to do it and everything, but when was the last sighting of a cave crawler? I guess like worldwide, or I guess you know a better question than that: Where are cave crawlers located? Um, so they've been located in quite a few spots. I know Missy just sent me a map today, um, but essentially the summary is that around southern Canada to northern Mexico. Um, and they've also been cited in Australia and Russia, and I think a few other areas that I might be missing if Missy wants to cover those. Uh, that's, that's about right, but their location, the location of the sightings, well, it doesn't necessarily always line up with a cave system. Most of the time it does, as well as karst systems, which are like entrances that maybe we can't see. It's not like a big open hole. You know, it's, it might be a way that like some animal knows how to get in. And the the place that I saw the crawler, it was right on the state line, and there's a car system. You can look at a geological map. There's a car system, like, right over it, which mm-hmm. gave me the chills. Um, so, yeah. Leo, said you said you were going to mention something? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, with the whole government cover-up and them releasing documents, I think another way that they like to disclose information without actually disclosing information is through, like, media 
Yes. Through like videos and movies oh and gosh, games yes. and stuff. Yes. Because <laughs> even just talking about like realistic stuff that we can look at, like our cell phones, you know, I think they had shows and movies back then that had cell phones before they were popularized, before they were released. And so they do the same thing with like these creatures, like specifically talking about the uh, cave crawlers. I know they have movies like The Descent. Um, yes. As Above, As Below. Video games such as um, that one you mentioned before and Until Dawn, where they talk about the Wendigos, which, you know, could be compared to the cave crawlers. It's like they desensitize us to this information. Yes. So that way, when it does finally come out, it's like, oh, well, it's not as bad as opposed to like abrupt, haven't seen anything like it. It's, you know, all of a sudden in front of you. Yes, I would, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Leo, that's that's a great point. But you know what? I, I, I still dislike him for that. I'm an adult. You can you can show me the stuff. I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I get that I'm, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't think everyone is is at that 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 stage of their life. Like I know Miss you no. said before, like before it was just like you weren't really in the know about this stuff. And now it's like, okay, I got no choice but to be because I had my own encounter where there's some people that don't believe it at all. They shut it down completely. They're like, that's absurd, you know. Like if it's or real, even deny it's what they've seen. Yeah, they'll exactly. deny what There's they've seen. There's some people that'll just cut it out completely. Like, ah, that's that's what I saw was a hallucination. You know, or I just didn't eat that day. That's why I saw like a six foot hairy man walking in the woods. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that's just Uncle Steve down the road. You know? <laughs> right. does it just happens to be the same as everyone else's sightings too that I didn't know about. That's just weird, you know. <laughs> um. Um, when when was the last sighting of a cave crawler? I guess it, has there any been any recent cave crawler sightings? Oh yeah, there's like multiple every day. Like there's a cave crawler sighting subreddit. It's called Crawler Sightings. Um, and every like I check on there every once in a while, and there's always new sightings there. And like it's fairly common actually. So like probably there's been one today. <laughs> Oh, yeah, really? I have I have a Google alert set up for it. So every time certain words are mentioned, I um, get an alert. And a lot of it, for every crawler ca- encounter that's mentioned, you have something come up to discredit it. It's really interesting. I forgot to mention that to you, Ethan. Um, but yeah, uh, I think every day, every single day. And those are just the ones that come forward. And that's so interesting, too, because it's like, I, again, like I, this... This was not in my not like I I have heard of cave crawlers like I when we were gonna talk about the subject I was like oh okay like I I know generally about it like I I didn't think it was something that was really relevant as of right now but you're saying that every single day these things are being seen and everything and again th- there probably is a lot more because people are mismatching them kind of like what we had talked about early is they think they're like windigos skinwalkers but in actuality they are something else. They are these cave crawlers. So that's, that's really interesting. I've heard of an encounter where these two guys rounded a corner and they watched one. There, there's a crawler in front of them and then a car comes up behind them around the curb and they watch it transform into a deer. And that just like sent chills down my spine because when I made that phone call to a friend from the side of the road, I actually had the voicemail I left and I was saying, it wasn't a deer. It wasn't a deer. Um, and you, and you hear that a lot, like deer and these cave crawlers are mentioned in a lot of reports, like either together or I thought it was a deer. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, then it makes you kind of wonder too, is do cave crawlers have shape-shifting abilities? Uh, if they did, I would think that they would really try to look a bit better, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> they don't use it very that. often then, because I've heard a few reports again, like turning into a deer, turning into a coyote, whatever. Um, so there's a few ideas on that. Number one, uh, those aren't very common reports, so it might not be super credible. Uh, another thing is skinwalkers might look similar, or they might turn into crawlers. Like skinwalkers can turn into cryptids as well, right? If they're turning into animals. So they can, there can be a skinwalker that looks like Bigfoot if they want to, and then it can turn into a fox, right? So like that might be in some of the scenarios as well. It, I also think too, possibly like your brain might be trying to rationalize what you're seeing. Yeah. So your, your brain, your brain kind of like is trying to match what you're seeing to like something that, you know, that's almost like when, um, 
oh, like way back when, like in biblical times when uh, they talk about like this chariot came from the sky. Okay, well, they don't know the word plane or UFO. They know the word chariot. So they say that a chariot was in the sky. I think the same thing can almost, almost be applied here where it's like, okay, your brain is just matching what you're seeing that it's never what it's never seen before to something that your brain knows now. And then t- until like, you know, you get closer and then you realize that it's Steve again down the road, but yeah. yeah. Steve again. Yeah. yeah maybe, uh, maybe the chariot was just um, I said that exact thing. Like I was sitting there and it felt like my brain was betraying me. Like I, would get this image in my mind's eye. Like if somebody's telling you a story and you're picturing it in your head and it would be like me looking at a deer, but I, I knew that I was not seeing a deer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and I didn't, uh, people say, you know, it was manipulating your mind. And I'm like, eh, or my mom was trying to protect me. I tend to be more logical. Um, no. but I, d- I don't really know. So now I, <laughs> I think I already know the answer to this, this question, but I, I kind of want to go around the table and ask everyone and get everyone's input on this. What are the odds that the these crawlers actually do exist? Now, Missy, you start, and then Ethan, you go, and then Leo, and then myself. So go ahead, Missy. I think what I would say to that is what is real, right? Because they say we hallucinate our conscious reality. I believe that I saw one. I you know, wasn't on any drugs. <laughs> I don't drink. Um, so of course I believe they're real because I saw one. It, it, you know, I spent two years of my life, like going down a rabbit hole about this, trying to validate my own experience. So yeah, they're, they're real. So that's all I have to say about that. All right. Leo or, uh, my bad, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with something like Bigfoot, there's so much evidence that I've looked over that it's pretty much a hundred percent at this point. Um, with cave crawlers, it has a similar scenario. There's so many reports and this trail cam photo is credible. And with all these reports, what's the other option? Like Occam's razor, either there's some primate that evolved into this, or there's an army, a cult of hoaxers out there trying to do this. And they're just being this good at it. And (laughs) there's a bunch of liars out there too. You're just calling every single human a liar at this point. Like, I, I don't see how that makes sense. And if you go by Occam's razor, you could just be like, yeah, there's this carnivorous primate that evolved and crossed the land bridge a few times, right? That sounds like it makes a lot more sense to me. Um, and with all these reports, with that credible trail cam photo that no one so far has been able to actually debunk besides saying a logo proves that <laughs> the crawler itself was photoshopped. <laughs> um, so with all that, like, again unless you debunk it, that photo's good evidence. If Unless you think that there's a cult out there uh, that's been there for 20,000 years to make the Wendigo legend as well, then this thing is real, right? If there is, you're definitely the leader, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Leo? Uh, I agree with Ethan. Uh, there's a lot of evidence stacked up, against, uh, stacked up proving the potential of it being real and much like the oceans there's a lot of caves that i even to this day we haven't been able to explore whether that's because it's been you know closed in or whether it's too narrow for us to fit in or just unsafe and even underwater you know like i think there's just a lot of unexplored territory on this earth that we haven't gotten to and that could very well be where those things are so i'm i'm on board with it being real i know i can completely believe that it is real hmm now, for me, again, I, I hate telling people what they saw, like what they didn't see what they saw, because I believe when people see something like, you know, like I, I have no reason not to believe um, as far as I just I, I think it's it's again, I think it's a strong possibility because of both Ethan and Leo, what you guys were saying, like there's so much unexplored and everything. And you, Missy, spending two years of your life trying to unravel what you saw. I mean, like, you know, like, why would you make something up and then spend two years of your life, you know, dedicated to it? You, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So I, 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 I think it's a very, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very strong maybe, 
if that works. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you know, I was perfectly happy in my marketing job. I was, bit, I was a bit superficial, you know, it's like, it's made me much more tolerant and curious. So if there's a bigger purpose behind these sightings, it's, it's gotta be that. Cause I used to be a bit of a bitch. <laughs> really? Here, we'll go, we'll go grab one for you so we can pay it. Don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm good. Y'all hold on to that and just send me a picture. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think we are hitting that hour mark. So final thoughts, um, anybody really missy, Ethan, Leo, final thoughts on the crawlers. I would just say, um, a big part of like uncovering the truth is not attacking someone's character when they're coming out with a story like this, because it is very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is like believe in one another. And there are a bunch of people who will just say some crap just for attention. But I've noticed those people don't stick around long. They move on to the next, you know? So, yeah, just be nice to one another. Reddit. <laughs> no, I was, I was speaking about Reddit. <laughs> Specifically. Um, yeah, so there's this quote that I sent to Missy that like I think I really resonate with. Uh, it was J. Alex Heinick. I forget what his first name is. J. Allen Heinick. J. Allen. Yeah. Heineck. So J. Allen Heinick. Um, <laughs> and the quote is: "Ridicule was never part of the scientific method, and the public should not be taught that it is." And I think in our field mm. of study, that really resonates with a lot of people, right? Yeah. 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 I, I I do like that quote. I'm gonna have to steal that. <laughs> yeah we're already putting it on t-shirts so you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hanging on my wall i love that it's, tr- it's true it's very true and i don't think we should dismiss like the accumulations of antiquity you know mm. yeah, yeah and i guess my last my last little bit on it just to kind of like further cement my my belief in this here uh, even to this day, we're discovering new species of wildlife, animals, plants, and things like that in jungles and areas that we're able to get to now that, you know, either we thought was extinct or never knew existed to begin with. So I think that could fall along those lines of like so rare of a of a thing or like so timid of a creature to avoid humans to the point where we just don't get to see it as much because of, you know, whatever reason, whether it's location, whether it's, it's the creature's behavior, you know, there's... So yeah, like Missy said, just be open to it, respect other people's opinions, because who knows, somebody might come through with like a breakthrough story that can, that can lead into something more, you know, that can lead into further investigation, lead into a breakthrough of proof, you know? Yes. That's a, that's a great way to put it, Leo. Thank you. Missy, Ethan, thank you for coming on to the show. It's always a pleasure. You know, we would love to have you back again. I'm (laughs) talking cryptids and everything and all this stuff. We, you guys are full of knowledge and everything. And I really do appreciate both of you coming on to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. We talked a lot of, we talked a lot about different stuff today. Missy, you have a book coming out. I will definitely link that in the description. And then if anyone wants to take a purchase of that, read more into it. Uh, if you have a link to where you're going to be selling that Missy, by all means, you can leave that with us. We'll put it. Yeah. In the I'm buying 50. <laughs> and then I'll give like 10 to my family and then I'll, I'll keep the other 40. I'm not going to let him buy any. I will send him that many. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank y'all so much. This was awesome. Yeah, no problem. And also you have a video too of like all this stuff with crawlers and you too, Ethan, you have some videos too, which we will also link in this description. Uh, if you enjoyed what you listened to, please head us up on our social media for the latest content where we have the most up-to-date information with all of what's going on with the show and what you can look forward to in the future. And remember, we aren't looking for stuff that's normal. We want stuff that's effing weird. Take care. Don't you have a speaker in every room in your home? Does it seem like a huge investment or a daunting task to set up yourself? At Dio, we've finally made simple, affordable speakers that you can set up in every room in under a minute. No app or voice assistant needed. 
Just play from your iPhone to any speakers. It's that simple. Get our launch discount at doconnect.com forward slash blind knowledge. Hi there. My name is Chris. I'm the host of the Cult Film Companion Podcast. We are the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. I'm a firm believer that a cult movie can come from any time period, any director, any movie studio, and covers a wide variety of genres, often within one single movie. It's all about the legacy that these movies have built up over time. Please tune into the Cult Film Companion Podcast, and remember to keep it cult. But don't drink the Kool-Aid, because it'll make you sick. Or kill you. Take care.